All right. Steve Patterson is comedian and host of The Debaters, a show I really enjoy whenever I tune in. Uh, Steve, welcome to the show. Good to have you on. You just wrote a book. Hi, Kelly. Those things are all true. Yes. Thank you. Okay. This is not your first book. Also true. The book of letters I didn't know where to send. You wrote that. So this is book number. Is this book number two? This is the second one. Yes. This The follow-up is, is this more a more personal um more personal but more relatable book for everybody because it's called dad up i'm guessing it's a, a play on the expression to man up yeah sort of i mean it's uh I, you know it started out as a, the difference between how my dad fathered me as the youngest of five boys and how i'm trying to father one young girl and then in the midst of writing the book uh, my wife and i found out we were having a second unexpected uh, little girl so uh, it's 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 for everyone it's for little girls and uh, old men who didn't know they were going to become dads. I love this. Um, you know, the, the, you've t- talked about your daughter being unexpected because it's something that you and I share in common. I was reading a little bit of your book, uh, Dad Up, your new book. And uh, apparently you refer to yourself the same way I do. Uh, we could refer to ourselves as a mistake, but we like to say we were a surprise because my uh, brother and sister were much older than me. And I also grew up in a Irish Catholic household. My mother is the Irish Catholic, so she ran the household. But this is actually a book dedicated to Slim Patterson. That's your dad. Can you um, talk about why you dedicated this book to your dad and how influential he was in you, you know, becoming a dad and, and learning what it's like? Yeah, well, my my dad sort of was a, a leader by example. I, should, I don't want to say past tense. My dad's still alive. He's turned 90 this year. So I'm, wow. uh, I'm not, no past tense. No past tense for no. still, he's still with us. And he uh, he taught by example uh, in in the way of, you know, don't, don't do this. Uh, you know, he would give us good lessons with words and then go do things completely differently. So uh, it was, you know, a different – it was a different time and a different way to, to, to dad back then. And plus I was – youngest of five you know irish boys so that he'd seen everything by the time i was he knew i was going to just try things and he was like go, go ahead see if you make it through it so i had a pretty wide open childhood but then when i started to look back at things he did he did teach me a few things that i'm trying to pass on to my daughters just i'm updating it you know for for the day and age we live in now what's the latest thing that you realized oh my gosh i learned that from my dad uh, well, it's, uh, you know, I, I just, my uh, oldest daughter, Scarlett learned how to, you know, ride her bike a couple summers ago. And that really brought me back to how I learned how to ride a bike, which was essentially just my dad pushing me down a hill and, uh, believing, believing when I got on the bike that I could already ride it. So I should be fine. And, uh, there was no helmets in those days. So that's, that was one of those things that I, I immediately thought back to and thought, yeah, it's amazing. I made it through that that first bike lesson. <laughs> and uh, I took it to heart when I got Scarlet bike riding lessons at a place called Pedalheads in Toronto. And I, out- I outsourced it because uh, teenagers teach the course. They, are, uh, they have much younger backs for teaching bike riding. They do it in a, in a system. And it was, that turned out to be a way better way to learn than what, which was my way, which was just to fly down a hill and then fly off the bike and uh, probably have a concussion that I still have after effects of to this day. But Steve, was that hard to give up that moment? I mean, do you feel like you missed out in, in any way, shape, or form? I mean, maybe your kid would grow up to have the tough stuff, to become a comedian, to do what you do. <laughs> well, in in fairness, as I, as I do in the book, she when, when she graduated to a larger bike from the small bike, I, I did teach her how to ride that one, and she immediately ran into a basketball pole. So I did feel like I, I channeled my dad that day. So I do still do things 
teach things that my dad mm-hmm. did for sure. It's just, uh, you know, I think that the, the old school dads were, were very much, uh, you know, here, do this, build this, do this yourself. And, and, uh, you know, I do want to pass on as many of those lessons as I can, but I also realize, uh, I don't know how to do everything as well <laughs> as I should. So maybe don't teach things the wrong way. That's kind of yeah. it. Steve, I don't know if you agree with me, but I feel like our lesson for Gen Xers when it came to parenting was try not to die. Yeah, you know, the the fact that uh, it didn't occur to parents to even know where their children were until the TV reminded them at 11 o'clock at night is a pretty good indication of how we, we grew up. Yeah. Were you like a feral kid, like uh, most of us in the 70s running around uh, in ravines? You know, it's like your mom would literally, if you grew up in an Irish household, Irish Catholic house, you were kicked out of the house at a specific time. And it was probably came before 10 in the morning in the summer and told to get out, stay out. And if you need some food, maybe you can come home then. We'll see what we can do for you. Yeah. Well, I followed my older brother around and he didn't love it because he was six years older and I would hang out with him and his, you know, older friends, most of whom were Italian. We grew up, you know, just north of, of Toronto until I was nine. And uh, you, you ate know, well I, at your friends' houses I, in the basement re- kitchen. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. No, I showed up at, it didn't even have to be dinner time, right? All those, all the Italian households had dinner ready at any time. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I definitely ate as much at other friends' mom's houses as I did at my own, probably more so. That, that was, that's a good tip that I didn't pass on in the book. In that up, um, do you talk about your wife a lot and, and the lessons, you know, you maybe learned from her that she didn't even, she wasn't aware she was teaching you? Yeah, it's, um, you know, dads should be much more as active as they can be. That's really the kind of point of the book. The fact that I was able to write a whole book in the midst of parenting gives you an indication that I probably should be putting a little more effort in them than I am. And I learned that through the writing of it. Or but, you're hyper-focused. Uh, thank you. I wish I could... Can I get you to call my wife right after this? Because she doesn't <laughs> see it exactly that way. But um, it, it, it did end up being a tribute to my wife. It's pretty amazing what uh, what moms have done, especially over the last year with young kids, keeping families going through through all of this when the children never leave, right? We talk about letting the kids free. That hasn't been an option for, <laughs> for a, over a year now. So it's really been, you know, part part teacher, part mom, part prison warden. And uh, my wife's done a great job. Yeah. You know, you bring up a good point that I did. It didn't even dawn on me. I think I've been living in this pandemic like everybody else for so long that we don't even think about it now and the differences. Is there anything in the pandemic that you learned as a father uh, that you think uh, is a valuable lesson to to pass on to other fathers? I know I'm hitting you with these out there questions, Steve, but it's my job. (laughs) I appreciate it. Yeah, I don't need just the, just the softballs for sure. I, you know, it's funny because I didn't really talk about parenting during the pandemic in the book because I'm one of these people that really I, I will want to learn the lessons of this when we're truly through it, but I don't want to think back to it very much. I want to get get past it, and I think that I had the opportunity to be home a lot more with my second daughter than I did with Scarlett when she was really young, and uh, it it's. I would never want to miss that, you know, for all anyone who's uh, the dad of a young, young child, be there for every opportunity that you can, because you only get the one chance at it. And if you miss it, you miss it. And fortunately, I got a second chance with my younger daughter and I was able to see all these firsts. And the fact that she doesn't have a lot of the programs to go to and hasn't met a lot of the people. The nice bonus of that for me is I'm still I'm her third favorite person in the world. So I'm still in the medals. And that's been a nice part of this. That's nice. That is sweet. Who did you write this book for, Dad Up? 
Uh, who, I'm sorry, what? Who did, who did who you write, write this for? book for? Is this, for, like, was this kind of for you? Was this, like, it, it was this meant to be, uh, you know, a little way of, of, you know, making sure it was cemented in there, all these experiences? Um, like, or, you know, like, who'd you write it for? Yeah, I mean, I think I wrote it for all dads. It ends up being a tribute to my wife, certainly, and having a great partner. But, you know, I thought back, and I, I write about it at the beginning of the book, I thought back to the old, Maury Povich show, which I understand might still be happening. I haven't watched it in about 35 years, but I understand it's still out there. And and they would always do the paternity test on the the show between three guys who might be the father of a child, and the two would seem so relieved that they weren't. And uh, I just wanted to point out that not only is being a dad not that bad, it's actually actually great. And you know, if more if more guys that talk about manning up would, would dad up and embrace being a dad, the whole the whole world would be doing better, you know, even if it's mm-hmm. young girls or young boys, we, we should all be there to, to help out. You know, uh, a lot of, we can look at the, look back at this time period and I we know we will as things that we missed out on things that we lost, but uh, being a dad, I I've been looking around and watching the dads in our neighborhood uh, just rise to the occasion. It's, it has been absolutely heartwarming to, to watch men like you, Steve out on the street, uh, with their kids, riding bikes, really like basically being kids again, feeling like kids again with their kids. A hundred percent, you know, as a comic, I'm essentially an adult child anyway. So yeah. uh, it's been a real blessing having, having children to play with during the day when I don't have to go to a normal job. And I think that a lot of dads have embraced that over the past year. And, and you know, dads often are seen, you know, they, they try to get the fun jobs. You have to do the the serious jobs and the serious work of dadding as well. But then you get to the fun work. You just have to know which is which. And that was the toughest adjustment for me was, you know, busting into the, uh, to a bedroom, like it was showtime on a stage and uh, my baby had just fallen asleep and my wife giving me the, the death stare uh, to let me know that wasn't cool. And I only did that once because I was literally afraid of what Nancy might do to me if I did it again. That's hilarious. I can actually see that. And that's one of the the joys of your book. I've really only started it, so I can't speak to all the stories in it. But you do start off talking about your family and what kind of, you know, uh, childhood you had. And then you rush into the birth of Scarlett and we're right in the operating room. We, you are cutting the cord and talking out loud and acting as nervous as most people would in a, in a situation where, oh, my gosh, I've got two lives here and they are connected by this cord. And you're asking me to cut it. Are you crazy? Uh, I'm shaken as well. So I love the way you um, bring those stories to life. Uh, they're very visual. They're very amusing. They're they're relatable. Even though I haven't been in that situation, you take us right there. Uh, Chris Creston, the producer of the show, who you've been going back and forth with booking this interview and talking to before we started, Steve, I, he is going to be a father soon. He, his wife is pregnant with, this is the first thing, he's not a dad yet, twins, a boy and a girl. Wow. 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 What advice? Yeah, it's it's the real deal. What advice do you have for Chris Creston on becoming a dad? I would start sleeping in 32 minute bursts now, just so it's not a shock to your system. And uh, just to let him know that no matter what, how much practice he does on fake babies, uh, they are not real babies because real stuff comes out of fake babies. Uh, Real stuff comes out of real babies. So Really, the only way to prepare for it is honestly to get used to not sleeping very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if he wants to be a hero to uh, his wife, which I'm sure he does, 
uh, get used to making food for her that she can eat, uh, large quantities of food that she can hold with her hands. And the sooner you can actually learn to put a baby to sleep as a man, the better a man and the better a dad that you are. And that's really the key. If you can have the, the when babies are sleeping, that's when they're best. Confirm or deny, as a comedian, I know sometimes there's substances used, and they're all legal now, Steve. Um, <laughs> wrapping a baby as a burrito is is a yeah. skill that you need. Did joint rolling help? <laughs> You're definitely the first person that's asked that. Um, well, I'll be. I mean, you know, I'll be honest. I was a. I was always a terrible joint roller, but I'm better <laughs> at wrapping the baby. Thank God. Of the two, I, I managed to to do the the, good, the the good one correctly. So, and you're right. It is all uh, it is all legal now. You just you don't want to confuse your gummies with the kids' gummies. I think oh. that's a, it's a lesson that's not in there. That's a lesson you've learned, and it's a valid lesson to pass along. Steve Patterson, it has been a pleasure talking to you. I think this is our first time chatting, and I hope it's not going to be our last. Uh, you are a comedian. You're also host of the Debaters and author of the new book Dad Up. And happy Father's Day to you. Thank you so much, Kelly. It's been a really pleasure talking to you. I've listened to you for a long time. It's nice to be actually talking to you and you talk back. It's been a nice one. Well, hope we do. I hope we do it again soon, Steve. Have yourself a great day. You too. Cheers. That's Steve Patterson. Uh, and he's wrote a new book. It's called Dad Up.